Welcome back to a new episode of the All Things Croatia podcast. I'm your host, Stan Kozovac. Born and raised in Los Angeles, I'm now living in Zagreb and studying the Croatian language. Before we start, just do me a favor and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening, as well as the Facebook and Instagram page. In this series, I'll be talking with people both in the homeland and around the globe who have connections to Croatia. We'll hear from startups, returning diaspora, musicians and athletes, and the biggest Croatian celebrities that will return my calls. But enough about me. Idemo dalje, and let's get started. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, in this episode, our special guest is Sanja Bubalo from the Tourist Board of Ston, and she's the expert associate for administrative affairs there. And today we're going to be talking about Stone and Mali Stone and what those cities have to offer. Uh, Sanya, thanks for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. Good afternoon, everyone. You know, I really appreciate you coming on. And before we really get into anything in particular, I want to ask, how did Stone and Mali Stone uh, get their names? Uh, stone on um, a Latin word, uh, stanio, because um, it's uh, still water, because uh, around the stone was uh, water that stayed. Mm, and that's Latin root? Latin, Latin stanio. Interesting. And how did the, how did the Latin influence um, reach stone, I guess? Uh, Latin at that time before uh, Italy, Venetians, uh, they use uh, Latin, Latin words. Mm. I see, I see. Okay. And well. Mali stone is like Mali is uh, little. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mali in creation is little, so small. So it's a smaller version of, of stone. So that, that one is now half Croatian, half <laughs> Latin. Half, <influence>. yes. <laughs> um, before we get into any more about stone you know i want to ask a little bit about you you know how did you how did you start working for the tourist board of stone uh, i started uh, three four, four uh, years ago i was uh, studying uh, in zagreb uh, tourism and then um, i was uh, studying for five six years in zagreb and then i came back here and i want uh, wanted to, to be included in uh, tourism and this job is tourist board is just perfect for me mm. so were you born in stone and raised yes, there yes i was born in malistan ah okay and then came out to um study tourism in zagreb and then went study back study in zagreb yes and uh, i came back here and i, I was looking for a job and uh, this job uh, opens and it was uh, maybe the best option for me because we can do a lot of things and uh, we have an influence in many things that uh, uh, have, of course, connection with tourism, people and uh, everything here in the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. You get to learn, you get to use what you learned in um, studying yes. to help promote your hometown. So that's yes. that's cool to be able to do that. What, what did you think about the difference in lifestyle between Zagreb and Stone, Mali Stone? Oh, it's totally different. Uh, of course, crowd uh, in Zagreb, and uh, it's little. It's much more faster lifestyle. Um, here is um, it's 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 easier. It's um, uh, you can sub- find some place uh, quiet, uh, and um, there is a lots of nature, uh, especially untouched nature. So in Zagreb, it's it's a big town. It's 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 a big difference. Mm-hmm. But do you enjoy life better in Malistone? 
Oh, some, sometimes I like to go to Zagreb for maybe seven or ten days and uh, go and do some things that I can't, can't do here, but I always uh, wish to come back home. <laughs> yeah, just long enough in Zagreb before you yes. <laughs> get too we angry with it, the traffic. Yes, but uh, it's very easy to use, uh, to, use to, to this kind of uh, life here. When in it's, uh, everything, Yes, yes. Nature, uh, not uh, not very crowded. Uh, tourists came here because uh, you can go in some some beach, but you can uh, find some place just for you, for yourself, for your family. Or it's it's very it's very um, lots of tourists appreciate that kind of um, our place here, our area. Mm, yeah, they get away from all the big cities. And... Big cities, especially when it's uh, coronavirus that that time. So we had lots of tourists be just because of that. And Sonia, what exactly is your role in the tourist board there? What are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis? <laughs> we do everything. There is uh, two of us. We have uh, um, lots of jobs. So um, tourist information, uh, uh, social um, social uh, work. Um, we we write about uh, our offer. We organize festivals, uh, gastronomical festivals. Now we are doing some outdoor activities, um, uh, maps, uh, GPS, GPS tracks, and whew, many things. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so everything. <laughs> everything, everything, just everything. So I, I want to get into Stone and, and Molly Stone a little bit here. and, and But now I'm forgetting... I, don't know if I wrote it right in my notes, but are the walls in stone or molly stone? Or uh, so uh, the walls are uh, the, the walls connects molly stone and stone. Ah, okay. Um, and those are, I mean, famous walls. It's what the second longest um, walls in Europe. Is that right? Uh, first in Europe, second in the world after uh, Great Wall of China. Ah, that's right. That's right. Second in the world. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the history behind those walls? Uh, so the walls uh, are built uh, in the uh, 14th century, exactly at the 13th, uh, 33. Um, so the wall was uh, seven kilometers uh, long. Now they are uh, five, but you can walk in on about uh, three and a half kilometers. Uh, so... Uh, the wall was built to protect salt factory. So everything here in this area is because of the salt. At uh, that time, in 14th century, uh, Stone was part of Dubrovnik Republic. This Stone was second town after Dubrovnik, and it was very important because they uh, pro they produce salt and they ne negotiate everything with salt. At that time, uh, salt salt was equal to gold. So one kilo of gold it was the same as one uh, kilo of salt. Wow. So city walls were built uh, to protect salt factory. Yeah, that's kind of crazy now to think about the building crazy, walls yes. to protect salt from, you know, protect the salt. And who, who exactly were they protecting from? The Venetians? For the Venetian and the Tur Turks. Mm. Ottoman Empire. And you said that was part of the Dubrovnik Republic back then? Uh, yes, Stone. How Stone far up? 
Pelia shots did that go or was all Pelia shots all, all this area it. yes ah, but okay. stone was very important uh, first uh, they built a salt factory and after they uh, built town uh, houses mm. so first was a salt factory and uh, this city was um, a few kilometers from here it was in stone field and is, is there something special in stone why they built the salt factories there? I mean, is there something with the weather or it's ideal? Uh, yes, uh, because everything uh, uh, now, uh, the production is the same as it was in 14th century. So sun, uh, sea and wind. Uh, at this part of... Uh, uh, so stone is usually... Um, there is no rain here uh, during the summer. Uh, in, in maybe two, three kilometers in other uh, places, uh, it, it was ra- it rains, but here, no. So this is the perfect location for salt factory. And now uh, the production is the same as it was in 14th century. So just nature, sea, sun, and uh, wind. And the shovels. <laughs> People with shovels. <laughs> is that how they, they produce the salt? Yes, is that how they now, harvest it? Yes. The same, the same as it was in that time, in 14th century. Everything is the wow. same. That's got to be a lot of work. How exactly how uh, exactly does that work? Uh, so it's uh, usually um, August or July, August, depends on the weather. Uh, usually it's a dry weather, there is no rain, but... It, it could happen that uh, rain starts, but when it's a dry weather, uh, it, they do it, I think, from 5 uh, o'clock in the morning uh, and until 12 o'clock. So they put in one place in the, in the middle with shovels. There are lots of workers, and but uh, lots of tourists, uh, volunteers come uh, to that uh, salt harvesting and uh, they put... Um, they take shovels, put in that wagon, and then from wagon they take uh, to to the house, to to place um, where they put salt. And so, is that still now the biggest export from stone? Uh, I think it is. It's a big export. Uh, going back to the walls a little bit. So there's only there's what three kilometers you can walk now. What happened to the other um, the other sections of the wall? Were they Torn down? Was it just the elements, or what no? Happened? It's under reconstruction. Ah, so were the walls ever attacked? Uh, no, never. Hmm. But uh, they are old. There was a earthquake, uh, war, so this part is was reconstructed. But this another part, about two kilometers, it's they are still working. Hmm. Ah, very cool. And yeah, you can go. Actually, I went. How long ago was it? Maybe. Five years ago, when I first came to Croatia, and we went to Stone with my family, and I we walked on the walls. It was really cool, and you can see the salt fields below. And yes, it's a very nice view from the top. Yeah, it's very pretty. Yeah, from one side when you climb the top, so you can go from Stone to Malistan, and from one side you 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 can see Stone uh, uh, Salt Factory, this tower, Kashti, it's a very beautiful fortress. Uh, and then uh, on the other side, Malistan and the bay, Bay of Malistan. So it's a very nice view from from the top of the wall. Mm, yeah, it's very pretty. When I was there, they had, um, I, I guess it was an Imendan or some type of celebration. And I'll never forget, they had like a truck <laughs> with maybe 15, 20 lambs on there, <laughs> all rotating. <laughs> uh, it's a Liberan. Uh, it's, it's saint. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, it must have been that. It, that was such a cool uh, <laughs> celebration festival. For me, not so much. Though uh, uh, that celebration, okay, but th those lamps—it's um, not especially the smell. <laughs> uh, no, you don't like the smell. No, I don't like lamp. <laughs> uh, what, what's your favorite food? What do you eat over there? Uh, seafood, mm. seafood, meat, but not uh, not lamp. <laughs> well, let's get into the seafood a little bit because I wanted to talk and ask about the oysters. That's a big uh, tradition over there, right? Yes, big tradition and uh, I think one of the most famous products of our area. And can you tell me a little about um, how they harvest it? I think I heard that it's the same with the salt. They do it the same way they did back then in the day. Is that yes, true? Yes, it's the same. I think it goes about uh, 800 years ago there are many families that uh, uh, works um, produce oysters um, i think more than 70 70, um, 70 oyster producers and lots of them work only that so but it's it's a very hard job it's a very hard job because um, it's it could be rain summer winter uh, you have to do you have to do your job um, there are four stages of uh, production. Uh, usually everyone thinks that you just pick it up from the sea, put it on the plate, and that's it. But no, you should you should come and see uh, all those uh, stages of, of uh, that production. Yeah, I would like to. Can you can you talk a little about those? There's four of them? Uh, yes, because uh, you put uh, first uh, uh, they put uh, like curtain uh, in the sea. It, it, we call it curtain, like, uh, um, and then uh, small oysters, like a nail. Mm -hmm. Very, very small. You Some of them you can't see um, with your eyes. And then uh, uh, oysters uh, goes, pick up on that curtain. And after that, I think that they stay one year about... Uh, on the sea and after that they put in cement and after that they put it in lanterns and then on your table <laughs> wow so that's a what over a one year process two, about you... two years two years wow so that's you're eating oysters that they've already they harvest two years ago yes to get they harvest and that every stage that goes in your hand you you have to take it out from the sea but those stages is is everyone uh, uh, oyster producers they take it from the sea and uh, and uh, uh, go goes with their stages and is it the same families that for generations have been doing it yes usually it's like that there is some new one uh, new one but uh, is is the same families every year from father to son then it's usually in the family hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that's one of the, the the oysters. There is some it's some special type of oyster that has an EU protection, right? Yes, it's a European uh, flat oysters. Uh, this uh, type of oysters, it's only here in our uh, sea. Uh, there is it was in Italy, France, but it dies because of some disease. But they, it's only stayed here in in our uh, bay. Wow, so that's the only place in the world that you can only harvest place, those. Yes, where is this type of oyster? It's European flat oysters. Wow. Uh, how long ago do you know um, did they give that protection, the EU? Uh, two years. What are the methods of cooking the oysters? Is there some certain way you guys do it? 
Uh, usually, but you cook uh, them. Actually, I have no idea. <laughs> usually, we uh, eat it uh, raw. Mm. with a few drops of lemon uh, it's the way that uh, locals uh, like to eat it uh, the best but uh, you can uh, put it on the grill or uh, with uh, bread breaded bread crumbs ah uh, yeah yeah but uh, the raw uh, usually without a lemon it's the best and is there a certain season that they can harvest them where you actually finally get it on the plate or is it year round? You happens? can eat it uh, through a uh, whole year, but they are the fullest uh, and the best to eat at uh, March because uh, we call it month, uh, month of oyster. At the time we celebrate uh, St. Joseph and usually we have uh, on March uh, festival of oysters. Huh. Oh, so I missed it already. Yes, you missed it. It was a very, <laughs> very good feast. <laughs> wow. Celebration. And that's when they're the biggest? Yes, they're the biggest. You can eat it every year, throughout uh, the whole year, but at that time they are uh, the fullest inside because mm -hmm. uh, maybe the, the temperature of the sea and everything works for them at that time. It's not too hot, not too cold. Well, interesting. And... Um, I've heard that there is good wine over on Peljashats. Very um, good it, wine. <laughs> yeah, I've never tried any over there. But I think your last name, Bubalo, I think that's a, um, there's a famous wine producer. Uh, here, no. My uh, family works with oysters, but not with wine. <laughs> uh, I see. Is there any wine production going on in Stone or near there? Or is it further uh, up on Peljashats? No, no, many, many wine producers. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, many wine producers here. Uh, after seven, eight kilometers from Stone is Ponikve. Mm -hmm. And uh, th that's the beginning of uh, Peljashats. We call this area Peljashats Wine Empire. Because um, uh, from, from that, so seven, eight kilometers from here, from Ponikve is the beginning of vineyards, wineries, and uh, through all peninsula. So there are many more than 50, 50 wineries uh, in the area. Wow. So we are, red, uh, we are famous for red wine. Uh, the sort of grape is uh, Plavats uh, Mali. And it's a very good wine here. And on the other part of Peljashats, there is Dingach, Potomje. Uh, that, name, that sort is uh, Dingach. So that's the name of, of the wine, of the grape. Is there a certain wine that you're supposed to pair with oysters when you eat or no? Um, no, usually there's um, white wine. Maybe it's better, but uh, hmm. every wine is, is good. Yeah. <laughs> we, the, every, every wine goes very good with oysters. <laughs> That's true. Or even by itself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wanted to ask a little about the bridge that's over there. Is that finished? Uh, it will be finished uh, in July. In July, okay, so just it will be open. The... It's sorry, it's finished, but it will be open in July. Ah, are they still doing some sort of testing on it or something like that? Uh, don't know. Uh, the problem is the roads that goes uh, here from bridge to. There are many bridge. Uh, there are uh, roads that are going from the bridge uh, to Prapratno. Prapratno is three kilometers from here and uh, through Stone. Mm. And they're still so working on those roads. Those parts are not finished. I see. And how far then exactly is the bridge when you once you get off the bridge to Stone? Uh, how far? Mm -hmm. uh, how about fifteen minutes? Oh, okay, so very close. It's very close. And I, I'm forgetting now where on the the other side of the bridge 
you know, when you're driving, say down from Split,、mm-hmm. how far down from Split until you hit the bridge? Uh, so it's Komarna.、Uh, it's about two hours. I guess maybe from Dubrovnik is a better. Um, it's not. It's not problem. It's. It, it will not be very near. But there is a problem with border with Bosnia. Mm. And when we, when、um, people from、uh, Split go to Komarna and they go on the bridge, it will be easier for for them because during the summer it's it's very crowded on that border. So you could you can stay there and wait for one two three hours. So it will be just much more easier to come here to skip that border with with Bosnia. I'm sure a lot of the locals are happy that there will be less traffic. Yes, you know, people yes. that live there that have to go back and forth. Yes, yes, it will be much more easier. But for tourists, also they they came here, come here, and they stop on the border and wait. So it's it's very hard, especially in the summer when you go there. You have not if you don't have much much time, and you spend your you spend hours on the on in your car waiting on the border. So. These bridges, it it will be best for for everyone. Yeah, that'll be nice because I feel like most of the tourists that you know maybe don't know too much about Croatia when they go in the summer they know Split, they know Dubrovnik, and what maybe up to Istra. I don't know, but I feel like people don't know too much about Peljašac and and how beautiful it is over there. So hopefully now more people, more、um, people, but、uh, they they know about oysters and wine. They don't know maybe the name of the town, but they, when they arrive in our office, they know about oysters. So I said <laughs> before that oysters are very famous. So I think that a lot of people come here just to try oysters.、Um, we have、um, that、um, oyster tour experience. Through the Bay of Malistan, when、um, there are big boats, and、uh, you can go and take a tour through the bay, go to directly to the oyster farms,、uh, try、uh, oysters directly from the sea with、uh, local wine, local、um, some liquor or some sweets from this area. So it's very nice, nice experience. Ah, so you can see the whole process before you, you actually see, eat. Yes, you can see everything. And just take it to try it directly from the sea. They just take you in front of you. It's, it's very nice, especially the, especially to someone who who knows the food, who likes、uh, seafood, and who likes uh, eat um, new things.、Mm-hmm. Is that offered through the tourist board?、Uh, no, we have some.、Um, we have three,、uh, four shell producers. Who organize those trips, those tours? Okay, okay. We can give you contact, but we we don't organize that. I see. I want to ask a little bit about you know working there at the tourist board.、Um, is there any challenges or advantages to promoting you know stone and and the oysters and the walls and you know everything over there with being you know located kind of in between you know Split and Dubrovnik? Not really, but. I mean, do you see any? Is there any challenges that you face with some of the bigger cities or more well-known? No, no, I understand. What are you asking? There is a. I think Dubrovnik.、Uh, it's not this disadvantage, but、um, everyone goes to Dubrovnik, and they、uh, lots of agencies organize uh, uh, trips to to Split or Mostar, but they skip this. 
this uh, town, this maybe Peleshats, because it's usually it's a, it's a transit place. Um, they stop for maybe one hour and uh, they they leave this area. So it's it's very um, it's a shame that because they 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 can't see anything in that w- one hour. Mm. So um, everyone comes to Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik is well known. It's it's a very famous town. So maybe it's a good, it's a positive and a negative thing <laughs> being here, being near Dubrovnik. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're finding that more tourists are just sort of passing through as opposed to staying yes. the night or a yes. few nights. I see. And so is that something that you guys are you know, working with or are you we, trying to change? We, or? We, we will need more accommodation. We have a private accommodation and there's one small family hotel with only 10 rooms. So um, uh, in Praprotno, I mentioned before, it's three kilometers from here. It's a very nice beach. From there, you can go to Island Mliet. There's a ferry mm-hmm. and uh, they are planning to build a hotel there. So it will be very good for us because we we uh, during the August or during the season we don't have accommodation, so that's o- that's also a problem. Everything is full and that's it. People have to book twenty kilometers, fifteen kilometers from here. So I think that accommodation and hotel will be a very positive thing to to bring more uh, tourists and guests on Peljašac. And that hotel is on Mliet, you said? No, no, no. It's Prapratno. Prapratno is ah. in Pel- on Pelješac. But from pa- Prapratno, uh, there's um, a ferry that uh, goes to island Mliet. I see, I see. And there is a very I... nice beach uh, campsite, and the owner of the campsite uh, wants to build a hotel there. I see. Yeah, then that will definitely help with the uh, accommodation, I'm sure. Yes, it will be good. <laughs> Better. Well, what were the numbers like uh, during Corona as far as tourists? Did you see a big decrease in, in tourists these last, what, two years, I guess? Mm, yes, big decrease. It's about 50%, I think, lower, wow. maybe more. I think 60%. But last year it was 70% uh, better than 2020. So it's getting better. What are you guys expecting for this year? I think it will be better than uh, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, what sort of what sort of people? What sort of tourists are you know mostly going there? Is it families or families? Most yes. Yeah. Usually from Europe or from all over the uh, world. Uh, now, as we are uh, talking, I think that there is ten buses. Uh, and the tourists, it, it's raining, it's bad weather, but people are walking on the wall. It's restaurants are full, coffee bars are full. So uh, I think it will. This season will be excellent, better than the last few years. Wow! Right now, you're saying right already now, yes. in April. Wow! When does the season usually start? Uh, usually May, but uh, maybe ten years, uh, ten uh, days ago. Uh, every day there are a few buses. There are lots of tourists now. Hmm. Yeah, maybe with all the restrictions going away, um, yeah, maybe you guys can expect a lot of people. Yes, and summer. I think that people are tired to stay at home and uh, watch news and uh, everything is happening. So they they said, I'm going, I'm living my <laughs> life and <laughs> I will yeah. enjoy my holidays in Croatia. 
Exactly. Especially people who haven't been able to travel these last three yes, years yes. really want to go now as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys having any special events in the summer? Do you have any anything planned? Uh, so usually we organize uh, festivals. We have a lot of events uh, during the summer. Um, we organize, I mentioned, uh, a festival of oysters. Now um, we will organize from... Uh, 15 of May until 15 of June, uh, festival of Pelješac captains. Uh, Ore Beach on the other side of uh, Pelješac was uh, famous for uh, captain sailors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a many gastroenological festivals where we where we promote our food, our gastronomy, and wine. Mm, we organize cool. a wine a wine night in uh, Kastje in fortress. Um, on the wall, we will we organize buzariada. Um, it's like a mussels too. Um, it's a food prepared with mussels, but in Croatian we said buzariada. Mm. So one night is dedicated to oyster, one night is dedicated to to mussels and um, our sweets, stonski macaroni, stone cake. It's a famous pasta dish. Um, Cake, pasta cake that uh, uh, it's prepared um, hundreds of years and uh, it's 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 famous. But everyone uh, uh, are very surprised when they see uh, pasta with walnuts, uh, nuts, and everything. So it's it's a sweet <laughs> dish. <laughs> yeah, unusual, I would think. Mm-hmm. Wow! So you guys are famous not only for oysters, but you have a lot of seafood dishes. We have everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we are famous for, um, we have lots of seafood, lots of uh, uh, dishes, not only uh, salty, not only from from sea, but uh, lots of sweets. And I saw, I think last year or a few years ago, you had a, some sort of race, a marathon on the walls. Uh, yes, it's, a, I think, 14, uh, 13, 14 year year that uh, run goes. Uh, it's Stonewall Marathon that runs uh, on the wall. So the start is in stone and uh, uh, <laughs> runners uh, ra- uh, climb the wall and then so 42 kilometers in, in the area. Hmm. And will you have that again this year? Uh, yes, every year. In which month is uh, that? September. Ah, okay. Uh, when it's not... Too hot, hopefully. Over there. Yes, it's it's not too hot, but uh, last year we it was a raining thunder thunderstorms. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's usually begins in the morning at seven o'clock, and uh, at eleven o'clock is finished. So people are very fast; they are running. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very easy. It's not easy to climb the wall because it's very steep. There are lots of, uh, stairs are very long, mm-hmm. but uh, run. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. Totally different. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, how late in the um, season are you able to travel there with good weather while it's still warm? Through September? Or um, even after? After. Oh, wow. Now, usually, um, last year at this time, uh, we are wearing short sleeves. Now it's, it's, it's cold. So it, it, now it's raining. A few days ago, it's raining. So who knows? Everything is strange. <laughs> yeah. And the weather is strange. <laughs> <laughs> 
here in Zagreb, it's raining a lot. I'm I'm ready for it to to start being sunny, you know, every day instead of I, just a couple of days and then back to the cold. I saw the on Slieme is snow. It's snowing. Really? Yes. Oh wow! I have, I have to really stick my head out the window and look to see that. <laughs> to see Slieme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, pretty cool. Uh, Sanya, I want to ask you one last thing before um, we go here. What sort of, um, what are your favorite beaches over there? Are there any particular beaches that you think are the nicest in Stone or Mali Stone? Uh, so in Mali Stone, we have a small beaches, but uh, three kilometers from Stone uh, is uh, Prapratna. It's a beautiful sandy beach. It's very nice beach, especially for families with kids. It's very safe, so it's sand. It's uh, it's it's very nice. Behind the beach are olive trees, uh, so it's very beautiful beach. And in Juliana, Juliana uh, is uh, fifteen kilometers from Stone. Uh, they have two beaches in town, in in village, and uh, uh, from village maybe. 500 meters from the center, uh, it's uh, Vucine. Name is Vucine, and maybe for me, it's uh, the, be- more, the most beautiful beach uh, on Peleshats. Mm, I'm gonna have to start writing these down for when I go yes. this summer. <laughs> and then uh, also on the other, uh, there are many places here, many beautiful b- beaches, beautiful coasts, hidden places where you can go and. Yeah. Well, Sonia, thank you again so much for, for coming on the podcast. Um, I'm really excited this summer to go visit Stone and Molly Stone. And I'll have to try the oysters since I've never tried them before. And uh, I'll try some of the wine. I'm excited. There's a lot to do. You should come and we will take you wherever you want to go. We will take <laughs> you to the oyster farms, to the wineries. You So you, you can try our uh, uh food and wine and and everything oh i would love that thank you so much Sonia. thank you very much that's it for today's episode of the all things croatia podcast thanks for tuning in and i hope you all enjoyed it you can subscribe to the patreon and check out the all things croatia instagram page to stay updated feel free to reach out to me with any questions tips or ideas and make sure to tune back in to the next episode thanks again and vidimo se.